Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you are eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. So in our last week episode, we talked about being neutral on a moral issue is neglect. That you and I as believers, when it comes to moral issues, cannot be neutral. We have to be active. We have to be outspoken. We have to be willing to share the truth on these issues. Or as Jesus taught us, we would be like the Levite and the priest, walking by the person who has an obvious need. And as we do that, we have a moral obligation to help them, to save their life, to preserve their life. But in walking by, we would not just be neutral going by him, we would actually be neglecting uh, a moral requirement upon us to save that person's life. And so when it comes to this issue of abortion, you and I cannot remain neutral. Uh, We must be proactive, not just pro-life, but proactive. But as we do that, as we discuss and we have meaningful conversations, what is our basis for what we believe? Where are we going to say, hey, this is where we find the truth? Uh, I think the good thing for us as believers Um, as we would disagree with someone who would be pro-abortion or uh, pro-choice, is you and I have a foundation or a basis. This is not just something that I feel preference-wise. I have a foundation or basis for what I believe, that being God and His Word. On the flip side of that, someone who would say that I am you know, pro-choice, I am pro-abortion, what is their basis for their belief or for their view on this issue? Uh, it would be different. Uh, it would be their preference. It would be what they think is right on this issue. Uh, there's not a solid basis. This is where it becomes your truth, my, your truth and my truth. Uh, you cannot find uh, objective truth. It's all relative. Um, But in essence, the fact that they're even saying there's a right or wrong on an issue is evidence of God's existence, that there must be a moral law giver when it comes into many issues of treating people equally and and, uh, different issues we will find in our culture. So on today's episode, we want to just ground ourselves before we move any further in our future episodes here of what our foundation is. Because I can tell you, yes, I am. I'm pro-life. But why? Why is it? Well, I, I just think life is valuable. Why? I mean, people can question you why all the way through. And so we want to find out what our basis is. What does God actually say? Because we will run into Christians, too, who uh, will be divided on the issue. Uh, they uh, may feel from the, the culture, the pressure, or maybe they've had a situation uh, personally where they've had to uh, go through with an abortion or be, uh, be exposed or experience with an abortion. And uh, so sometimes not every Christian is going to agree with us on this issue as well. And so we want to base ourselves with God and his word. What does he say? Well, we begin in Genesis chapter one, right at the very beginning. And we learn there in verses 26 and 27, as God created humans uh, in the very beginning, it said, let us make man in our image <clears throat> after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all all the earth. And so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. There is a very, very important and profound truth found in that verse. And that is this, that every human being, every person 
alive on this earth is created by God first and foremost. You and I, even if you come together as a man and a woman and reproductively you procreate another uh, human being, you are not creating that human being. You understand that God is doing that. God is taking you two coming together and God is the one that gives life. So God creates every single human being. But also we notice here it says that we're created in his image. So every human being receives their value, their dignity, and their identity from God's image. You don't receive your value about what other people say about you or what you can do for other people or do for society. That does not determine your value. It does not determine your dignity. You, Who you are in your value is determined by uh, the fact that you're created in God's image. And so, okay, so Adam and Eve were created in the image of God, but then that image was not passed on. We understand the image was uh, broken in the fact that Adam and Eve sinned, but the image was not destroyed. It's distorted. You can think about the image. You're looking in a mirror, and it's cracked, and you see yourself in various ways. You can still see yourself. There's just a distortion, and that's the way that image is. But we understand the image has been passed down. Genesis 5.3 tells us that as Adam had a son, it says, And Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in this, in his own likeness, after his image, and called his name Seth. So we understand the image of God is passed down from parents to their children. And also in Genesis chapter 9, just trying to build a foundation here, the importance of the image of God. There's so much we can take from that about our identity and so forth, but as it relates to this issue of abortion, we're trying to establish what God says about the unborn. It says this in Genesis 9, 6, Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. And so the whole basis there of taking the life of another human being is based on the fact that every human being is created in the image of God. Exodus chapter 20, verse 13, you may be very familiar, one of the Ten Commandments, the value of life to God is revealed in the command not to kill. And also in the punishment for taking that life, thou shall not kill. Uh, it tells us that in Exodus 20, 13. And the Bible is very clear. If you take life, uh, then your life shall be given or taken in the place of that life. That's how important the value of life is to God. And then Psalm 139 may be a more familiar passage when you talk about this issue of the unborn and of life and of abortion. Uh, David writes here uh, almost, you know, he he's before uh, all the technology we have where you have ultrasounds, you get to see the baby in its smallest development, you get to see it moving. He had none of that technology, but it's almost like he did when you read Psalm 139, just verses 13 through 16. He says this, For thou, speaking of God, has possessed my reins. Thou has covered me in my mother's womb. So God is active in the process of birth. Verse number 14, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. Watch this. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance yet being unperfect. And in thy book, all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. 
What is David saying here? God knows us even before conception. At the moment of conception, when the 23 chromosomes of the female and the 23 of the male come together and create that one cell, uh, that one unit of life that can then develop within itself, uh, God already knew who that person would be. God already had a name, their hair color, their eye color, uh, their personality. All that was already predetermined before they came together. And David's saying, look, my substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. Before I was ever formed, God already had a name. And the essence here is at conception that life began. And so he creates us as unique and special, and he does so with a purpose. Jeremiah 1.5, Jeremiah talked about the fact that God knew him even before he was born. He says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Jeremiah 1.5. Think about the truth there, the fact that every sin, there's not a mistake. And regardless of how a person comes into being, through uh, conception, regardless of how that conception occurs, whether it's accidental, whether it was violence, whether it's consensual, whatever it is, every single life has purpose. God has already determined the purpose. God has already determined uh, the plan, their their expected end, he refers to it in Jeremiah. Um, So everybody has purpose, identity, and value, and that's determined before conception by God, but also in and through conception. So it's not just, whoop, that's an accidental person, or that should not have happened, or whatever the case is. No, God has purpose for every single one. And then we can travel forward to the New Testament. In the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 41, very interesting passage here uh, as it relates to the issue we're talking about. And really, as we move forward, we're going to be trying to determine this. What is the unborn? Uh, Are they a distinct living whole human being or are they just a blob of cells or just some tissue or do they have no inherent value so that way we can do whatever we want to with them? We're we're not taken alive. We're going to talk and walk through that. But here in Luke chapter 1, as we try to determine what is in the mother's belly, According to our, uh, according to what we've discovered thus far, Genesis chapter one, every single person at conception is made in God's image. They bear the image of God. They don't receive it at a later time. They bear the image of God. Then God is very specific about taking life. So as life is inside the mother's womb, it goes against God's word of taking life. And David and Jeremiah both talked about that God knew them, and God knew them even before the arms. And the legs formed even before maybe the heart started beating. But then as they began to develop at week four, five, and six, and fingernails and all these different things began to come into play, God already knew them. And here in Luke chapter one, verse number 41, it says, It came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, watch this, the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost, and she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And so here we have uh, Elizabeth hearing the voice of Mary, and John the Baptist in Elizabeth's womb jumps and leaped 
and moved. Why? Because he recognized who was there. This is not just merely a blob of cells or something without insi- ins- or something of insignificant value. Uh, we see that this baby was alert. This baby knew who it was. This baby moved uh, just like a human being would. And then lastly, I would end with this. As we build a foundation, a biblical basis, we understand what does God say? God says every single life from conception has value. God says we are not to take life. Uh, God says that he knows every single one, just like everybody has a social security number in America, uh, to take a life would be to try to erase a social security number. Meaning, okay, that person, no, that was a person that God determined beforehand would be Elizabeth, would have blonde hair, or she would be Sally with dark hair, or whatever the case is, God already determines that person, and to take their life is to take the life of a living human being. But as we finish up the biblical basis, what does God say? What about somebody that has had an abortion? What about a man or woman that has had to make that decision or was maybe forced into that decision or felt like they had no other option because of the shame or guilt or whatever the case may be? What does God say about that? Well, he tells us very clearly in 1 John chapter 1, verse number 9, I think as we build the case or the foundation biblically, we must never forget to let people know that there is forgiveness in Jesus Christ. Jesus came for a specific purpose. And that was to provide forgiveness and healing for all sins. So if we're going to build the foundation biblically, what does God say? Abortion is wrong. It is a taking of a distinct living whole human being's life. That that is a sin. What about the person who has had an abortion? Does God hate them? Absolutely not. Is there freedom for them? Absolutely. Is there healing? Can that sin be forgiven? Absolutely. That's why Jesus came. And so a person that believes on Jesus Christ receives eternal life or has their sins forgiven past, present, and future sins. And so it says here, if we confess our sins, we say our sins to God, he is what? Faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And watch this. If we say that we've not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. For us to say that we're not sinners would be to lie. We're all sinners. And the sin of abortion is no different than the sin of lust or the sin of adultery in God's eyes. And what we must help people see is that there is forgiveness, that there is healing that can be found. The shame and the guilt can be put away. And I believe as we talk about this, we don't just need to establish only the foundation of what God says, that abortion is the killing of the unborn. We need to let people know if this is a path or a journey that you chose or you felt like you were forced down or whatever the case may be, that God's forgiveness and healing is there for you and lead them to that. So biblically, life begins at at conception and it is protected the same as any other life, regardless of its location, whether it's outside of the womb or in the womb. The life at conception bears God's image. It is created for a specific purpose. It already has identity, value, and dignity even before it is born. So yes, biblically, abortion as we have defined it is killing of the unborn, or as God's word would say, it is murder. Now, as we jump into our episode on Thursday, we're going to look at the what is the worldview? What is the, the basis or the, the view that is driving abortion to give us a better understanding of what the other side is looking at and where they're coming from? So join with us on Thursday's episode. 
Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.